This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is, as always, is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Evening, Tom. Evening, Dave. And I'm also joined by Andy. Evening, Tom, mate. Another fantastic week for the Sky Blues. Saw them all but secure safety with a thrilling 3-2 win away at Stoke on Wednesday followed by a not-so-pleasing 1-0 defeat to Preston on Saturday. Um, a disappointing result on the day, but obviously Derby did lose to Birmingham, which meant that the Sky Blues have secured their championship status for next season. Um, so, yeah, lads, thanks a lot for joining me as always. Andy, you must be absolutely buzzing that we've secured safety. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. Uh, couldn't care less about yesterday, if I'm being <laughs> honest, Tom. I couldn't, couldn't give two asses about it, mate. Um, massively massive achievement. Those three games, those three massive back-to-back wins uh, secured us championship. Football next season at the Rico, and no, I couldn't be happier, mate. Brilliant week. Yeah, I think, I think we had the feeling, didn't we, last week that it was almost there, but just to, mm. just to sort of cap it off with that win on Wednesday was nice, wasn't it? Just have it, it sort of... It secured. was. It was, mate, yeah. It was, a, it was a good win, entertaining game as well, wasn't it, which we'll yeah. get on to. But no, um, really, really good. And, and the future's bright, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it absolutely is. Plenty to look forward to. How are yeah. you feeling, Dave, after after this week? Yeah, exactly the same. Preston game was a bit of a formality, really. I don't think either team played well or turned up to really win the game. Um, game of very little chances, and I think it probably could have gone either way, if I'm honest. So, um, you know, that was it. Was it would have been nice to have to have beat them as you know, as, as nice as to finish as high as as you can. But you know, what a week, really! It's mm. just been absolutely incredible. When you think about the week before, when you know it was a bit nervous we were talking on the podcast I think we were all confident that we'd still stay up but it was you were very much looking over your shoulder and worrying about what other teams were doing and you know we completely took it into our own hands and and dealt with it and and you know secured the championship status it's um it's an unbelievable achievement by the club um the playing staff um, everyone involved really I think everyone's had a, a, a big role to play in, in turning around the football club and it, it's another successful season um, in what's been a really really great you know f- four or five years or whatever at the club it's just been you know nothing short of phenomenal really yeah exactly yet another brilliant season under under Mark Robbins um, let's go into the Stoke game in a little bit more detail um, Andy how did the match stats look yeah a bit similar to the um Rotherham game, again, we had less possession than Stoke. We had 44% possession. Um, 
we have 363 passes compared to their 438. So we really we uh, gave them possession a lot more again, which was similar to what we did against Rotherham and St- um, Barnsley. However, again, we had a lot more. We had 11 shots compared to their 13. But the more important stat and the mo- most important stat is that we had 63% shot accuracy this week against Stoke, mm. which is a lot higher, probably the highest we've had maybe all yeah. season. So... Um, yeah, a lot more shots being created and, and we were hitting the target more more often than we weren't, Tom. So that was a positive sign. Um, defensively, interceptions 14 compared to their 20. Um, we we mean we made 21 tackles compared to their 11. So that's good. That's a good start as well. We, we were more at it compared to them in the defensive regions regarding tackling. So yeah, quite interesting stats there, Tom. Yeah, definitely. Especially the shot accuracy. Mm. I think that's interesting because... You know, that sort of game earlier in the season, if we hadn't yeah. taken our chances, we possibly could have come away with a point and been disappointed or maybe even yeah. lost the game. But to go and, you know, score three goals away from home is, is really mm. impressive, isn't it? Yeah, since the Rotherham game, we we have we seem to be making a lot more chances, don't we? Uh, and a lot more shots on goal than we previously have done. And um, and that's that's been a lot better. And, and obviously this against Stoke we hit the target more than often than we didn't so it was much much improved in, in that stats and hopefully going forward especially next season we can hear a bit more of an improvement regarding the, uh, the shot accuracy because it has been quite low mm. this season and Dave were you surprised to see Matty James dropped for this one? I don't think I was really I think Mark Robbins had one eye on on Preston really probably saw the Stoke game as something that it would be great to get something from but wasn't probably pinning it as a as one of the must sort of must wins to continue on the great run and, and secure safety. So I think he probably rested him, um, and I think it was probably right. If I'm honest, it was um, it seemed like the right time to bring um, Gus back in, um, yeah. and also the right time to rest him because you know had it had it have not been the same result that we did get, we would, probably would have been looking at Preston as one of the games where we. You know, should should be securing safety really. So um, I think that was a view of that. Yeah, and obviously he did have to play a big part, as we'll come on to talk about. But um, we did start very brightly in the game, and we had a big penalty shout in the thirteenth minute. What did you make of that, Andy? I thought it was a penalty, Tom. Mm. If I'm being honest, um, it clattered him really, didn't he? Um, I thought it was a pen. Um, Again, you know, we've had it all season with referee. I don't like going on about referees. I, I hate it, to be honest, because they're not an excuse. But I do think this season we've not particularly had the rubber the green with the officials. And I think generally just the officials and how they've operated at this level has been dreadful. If yeah. you want my honest opinion, it's been really poor. And I think you get better officials in League One and League Two. So, um, no, um, I thought it was a pen, but did it surprise me you didn't give it? No, not really. Mm. Yeah, me and Dave, funnily enough, just before we came on, we're talking about how poor the referees have been mm. at all, yeah, all levels, good. really, especially the Premier League and obviously the Carabao Cup tonight. It's just, oh, you know, yeah. it's just poor, isn't it? Just uh, yeah, I like you said about tonight about the Carabao. He looked half off it, didn't he? Didn't even yeah. know what was going on around him. Odd. Yeah, I think you know, like we said, the football now, especially the football we've played, but football in general mm. is at its highest. Even if mm. you go to the national league, the standard of football mm. now is so so high. It's, it's, you know, football in England's come on a, a long, long way. I think, and it's just a shame to see that officiating hasn't matched that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And obviously, VAR in the mix doesn't help either. But at no. least we'd have to worry about that for now, chaps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe in a couple of years we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then one of the, I guess, negative points really from the night was was Kelly clattering into the post and kind of looks like his season might be over now, sadly, Dave. Yeah, I mean, he's been a pivotal part of the team this season um, and played some real key, you know, real key role when when he's had to. But he's had a bit of an up and down season, as he? he's been um, in and out with some injuries and you know, obviously the highs of, of Wickham um, and his display in in the um, in the game at Rotherham, you know, against Rotherham. So he's had a bit of an up and down season, but he, you know, he's a solid, solid player. Um, and we always look a better team with, with him and it, it's not nice to see, but it seems like something he'll get over. It's just time that is, is needed rather than something more serious. So um, yeah, he'll come back stronger and um, hopefully he's, he's lined up in the Sky Blue shirt next, next year. Cause I think we, yeah, exactly. we need that experience. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to, to get back from that and, you know, get ready for pre-season. So it's probably not the worst timing, is it really, Dave? 
No, exactly. It's um, it, it, again, it's a shame because I think he could have had a. He's had an incredible season, even with the part that he's played. But it could have been even even better had he have not had some of these injuries. But it does show how much you know how much he offers us. I think um, as a player, and I think hopefully Mark will be doing what what he can with with, with the people upstairs to to get a maybe eke out another year. Yeah, hopefully. Um, let's talk about Ben Wilson's save. Um, Andy, first of all, how many times have you watched it back? And <laughs> as someone who's played in goal, how good mm. is this save? Uh, repeat on Thursday, probably seven or ten times. I've repeated <laughs> that back, so quite a lot. The angle um, from behind was the best one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was a fantastic angle. Um, and to answer your other question, yeah, this is just all about Alad Williams and his coaching. Yeah. Um, he he'd be doing that regularly with the goalkeepers' um, footwork, uh, getting across his line quick. He'd be doing that on a daily day basis, and and them sort of saves when they come off is just all down to his hard work and mm. um, and Ben Wilson's quality as well. And uh, it was a magnificent save. Um, probably, I'd I'd even go for probably say one of the probably best saves. A Sky Blues keeper has made it in a decade. Yeah. It was that good. I can't it think of many abs- better. No, yeah. it was absolutely world class. Nothing yeah. by uh, Burgi. <laughs> <laughs> probably... Burgi wouldn't have got to it. Oh dear. You'd probably be going back it. to sort of Kieran Westwood, sort of. Yeah, you know, yeah, quality. Yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. It was uh, absolutely unreal by uh, um, Wilson, and uh, we needed it as well, didn't we? Yeah, uh, well, we, that's we, it, isn't it? One hundred percent. Because we talk so much about strikers, don't we? And how many opportunities they get to score. Um, as a keeper, last last line of defence, you only get a couple of chance. You know, you only get a few to save, don't you? Like that, and it's as good as a goal, isn't it? So that's yeah, the important thing. You, you know, yeah. you've got to praise them when they do that because. At the end of the day, strikers have a lot more opportunities to score and don't don't get the mm. the same sort of grief, I guess, um, yeah. as, as keepers get when they make a mistake. So yeah. um I think it was, you know, you've got to treat it the same way as a goal, really. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah go on, Tom. No, I was gonna say the the timing of it in terms of the game. I mean, how many times mm. have we gone behind away from home in the first half yeah. and just haven't got back into the game? Mm. Like it's yeah. it was so crucial that we didn't go behind in this game, I felt. Yeah, um, I agree. saves like that just you know just kept us right in it, especially with our away record. Um, yeah. things like that. If you go one nil down away at Stoke, would you would we have come back? Probably not. So that Tough. was a it was such a crucial, crucial save, Tom. Yeah, and yeah. brilliant to watch. Great when that happens. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant save. Um, then we we did take the lead just before half time. It was a great bit of a play by O'Hare and really good positioning from from Walker. Um, he sort of really showed that type of striker he is there, Dave, that sort of poacher instinct to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, great finish. Look, what Walker's going to give you, I, I think, you know, I think the Twitter jury has at times <laughs> this this season been out, hasn't they? Um, Just a bit. <laughs> uh, to put it probably kindly, but for me, he's, look, I said this at the start of the season, he isn't going to run around um, and you know, maybe look as active as as some other strikers have. Um, you know, he's not going to chase around like that. But what he does give you is, I think he's, you know, he has got some some raw abilities there, of, and and he showed it with that a very instinctive finish. It's just, you know, he's he's another player coming of age and also in of experience. He's a handful of championship, you know, experience really in comparison to when you look at other players around. Uh, you know all of the other clubs at, um, at both ends of the table, they've all got strikers that have been there and done it in in maybe higher leagues um, or at least in the championship. And it's going to take some time for all of these players to bed in. And I just think that, you know, Walker also is a bit of a confidence player. I don't think, you know, the way that we've um, changed our sort of strike force and lineup that often is probably played into that confidence thing that again we don't know what was on behind closed doors but he looks to me like a, a confidence player and I think these wins perhaps have helped that um, because yeah. I think the whole the whole team and the whole squad probably feel even more together than they've perhaps felt all season and I think that showed with things like this we weren't trying these types of strikes um, at, you know middle of the season when we were sort of scrapping for points and, and losing 1-0 to a you know a sort of soft goal so I think that I think that's 
you know Walker showed what he what he does there. He's not going to run around, but it's, you know, give him a sniff and he and he, w- he will do it. And I think he'll grow Ooh. into a really good player at the club. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And um, talking of experienced players, Stoke brought on the big guns at half time. Obviously, John Avi McCall and also Fletcher as well. And we, as we remember from the first game against them, Andy, he can be a real real handful, can't he? Yeah, I've seen him play live, um, Fletcher, and he, he's really good in the air. Really yeah, good in really the air. Good. And I'm really surprised he didn't score that goal at the end. Yeah. Um, good save by Wilson, but I think Wilson, it was more at him than anything else. But yeah, I'm really surprised he didn't score because he's excellent in the air. And and about Mikel, he, you know, he's an international footballer, isn't he? Um, yeah. So again, that sort of shows where they're at and where we're at. And and at one point you see Eccles lining up against him <laughs> and you think that's, you know, that's chalk and cheek. Yeah. That's both ends of the spectrum. And you just think Absolutely. that's, that's incredible. When I saw that, you know, and he, I saw him marking, mm. I thought that's, you know, amount of money that that guy's made from football compared yeah. to perhaps what, what money Eccles has made from professional football so far. Mm. It, it's just, it's just polar opposites, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it really is. Um, Stoke did get an equaliser. Um, did you feel like Hamer could have done better here and sort of cleared it uh, rather than trying to be too clever, Dave? You know what? And I, and I can. I'm, people are going to be shouting at me for this, and I'll probably get a bit of Twitter abuse, <laughs> uh, and I'll join Walker for it. But I, I think to be honest, if he'd have just cleared it, I think it would have been rebounded. I think it would have been blocked. Um, so what he tried to do, I think, was just totally quite clever funny. and typical Gus. But he just, yeah, he obviously then was going to clear it with his with his next um, with his next touch. But he just he just was a little bit off balance, and and then that was it. But at the same time, I think you know he showed he showed good composure in that position. I think if he had just kicked it first time, it would have been blocked. Um, you know, who who knows what would have happened. But I I, I thought he was a bit um bit unlucky really. Um and I mean Gus nine times out of ten would have probably made that look simple and easy and, and would have um cleared it. Yeah. It's a good finish, wasn't it? Well that's it. You don't stop them. Right. You know, that's that's the other thing. You you just don't stop them. Um it, that was the thing. They click the strikes were so clean, weren't they? That mm. once you know once they're away they're they go. There's only one way they were going. Yeah, exactly. Um, a bold move by Robbins making the triple change, but bringing on Eccles, Biamu, and Jokeres. Um, What did you make of that, Andy? Um, not really surprised regarding Biamu because obviously his display against Barnsley, he'd, he'd probably feel he was unlucky not to start against yeah. Stoke because he was brilliant against Barnsley, wasn't he? So not surprised with Biamu coming on. Um, Eccles, again, it just shows what Robbins thinks of him, doesn't it? Yeah. it yeah. looks He's probably looking... To give the lad a little bit more experience, um, and obviously it was a massive game uh, for him, um, but not a crucial game in a sense because we got those two results against Rotherham and and Barnsley. So he probably thought to himself, "Yeah, well, let's give uh, you know Josh a little bit of a run out and see how he can do and give him a bit more confidence because I think he'll be playing a little bit more next season, hopefully, because I want to see more of him." because I think he's decent and it's always good to see academy graduate playing, isn't it, Tom? Yeah. Um, and Big Vic up front, no, um, not surprised because every time he's come on, he's looked dangerous, hasn't he? And yeah. he gets in behind, he can hold the ball up and and that's what we needed at that time. So no, I thought there were three bold subs, but three good ones. Yeah, absolutely. And they clearly worked as we got ourselves back into the lead. Um, Dave, how good does it feel to score from a long throw away <laughs> at Stoke? Yeah, it's... Um... It, well, it's beating them at their own game, isn't it? It's very, very, uh, it's a tactic that they used to obviously trot out for years and years and years. And we said about it, didn't we? So scared teams were that they'd rather give away a corner than a, than a throw in. But you know, this has been a great tactic. We spoke about it before. Um, I, I think I'd still like to have seen Sam take them on both sides. I think um, it, it offers so much. And I think the one thing about the championship is defensively teams aren't that great. That's why Bournemouth are in the playoffs and not in the top two, possibly. Um, that's yeah. why teams like Brentford are. Teams that defensively, you know, they've got all of these incredible, in, in, you know, incredible um, individual talents, but but defensively, a lot of them come unstuck. And it just showed here again that, you know, you throw throw big balls into the box and, and get get them in and pressurising and, and that's where the goals come from. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And um a tactic that hopefully will will continue once even Sam goes, we'll we'll get get the lads on on throwing train, I think, down at the, uh, <laughs> down at Wrighton. Exactly. They, they need to uh replace that. 
Yeah. And obviously it was Max that kind of got the, the goal, but it was Ostergaard that really made the big yeah. contribution, didn't he, with his header? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, it, he's done that all season. And again, yeah. talk about, you know, replacing something um, at the end of the season, going into next season. It's the same for him. His his heading prowess and in the, you know, in the opponent's box has been, yeah, it's been incredible this season. It's been a real danger. And it seemed weird that teams only got switched onto it about halfway through the season, if not three thirds through the season. So again, yeah. we need, we need people that can, you know, can, can win balls in the air in the box because we've, um, we've shown that that's been a big, big part of, of, of the goal, especially in recent yeah. weeks. And, you know, we need, we need to keep, keep that. Yeah. It's been interesting that, like you say, people have switched onto it and you don't, you don't often see him on his own at the back post anymore, but they still can't get to the ball. Can't, can they? He still gets there. Yeah. It's just an incredible leap that he's got, isn't it? It's yeah. Ronaldo-esque. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. And it, he's, you know, he's someone that we're going to really, really miss, um, unfortunately, but it's been, you know, been a pleasure to have him playing and watching him. And um, he's given us a really, really, you know, a really good attacking angle from, from, you know, which I think is something that we've not really done that well in the past. I don't think we've ever looked that great from, from corners and set pieces mm. in the air. Um, and he's given us, you know, that other style of play and, and we need, we need to try and replace that because um, it's worked really well this season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we weren't ahead for long. Um, Sam Klukas had loads of space to fire home. Were you a bit disappointed with this one, Andy? Yeah, I was a little bit. Um, a bit DeCosta was upfield, wasn't he? And um, it was a sweet strike, wasn't it, by Klukas? Yeah. It was a great finish. Another good strike. Wilson, Wilson had no chance. The one thing I was impressed with, though, um, and was the, the people's reaction to the goal. And if you looked at all the other players, they were fuming. Mm. And... Um, I want more of that away from home next season because um, I think we've been too easy to play against um, this season away from home, too much of acceptance of losing. Yeah. And um, that showed to me, and I think it showed to Robbins after the game as well, because he did mention it as well after his pre, after a post-match, um, after the Stoke game, that he was impressed with the way they were reacting to when conceding a goal. They were really, really demonstrating with each other and mm. like not impressed. And I want to see more of that going forward. We did say season. that mid season, didn't mm. we? That, you know, you look at, I can't think maybe it was even Preston, um, but in, in the, uh, in the earlier in the season, but mm. at times you just felt that who was going to be the one that was going to give people a, a yeah. you know, a ticking off if they needed to, who is the one that was going to stand up and say, this isn't un- you know, it's unacceptable. It's not the level that we should be at. And, and I think that was one thing that we questioned a bit of time. We didn't really know where that was coming from, especially with Gordon perhaps would have been quite vocal at times. Mm. Um, we knew it would have come from McFadden, but mm. you wouldn't expect it to be coming from many of the new lads um, yeah. You wouldn't expect it to be coming from perhaps Sam McCallum, so it, we did always wonder mid-season who who was who was doing that and who was yeah. keeping those yeah. levels. And yeah, of course fads, but a lot of a lot of people, you know, there was a few home truths, weren't they, when that goal? It was. It's setting standards, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. And uh, if we we're going to want to be competitive at the championship level, then we need those standards, don't we? Yeah, hundred percent. Got to be able to take bollockins, but give them out. You have absolutely. Yeah, completely agree, lads. And the craziness continued. Um, your career sort of seemed like he'd run into no man's land, really. I was sort of screaming at the TV for him to <laughs> do something with the ball. And he's just gone and placed it in the corner, Dave. Brilliant goal. Yeah, absolutely superb. Um, great finish. And when you when you press pause on the replay, the amount of players that are back and when he when he yeah. did, you just think, you don't know how it actually happened. Um, yeah. And I, I always say that it's, Jokerez is a funny one for me. I know we put the tweet out on Twitter, didn't we, about would we keep him at the end of the season, you know, if we could, if there was an, an option to buy or whatever, or would we keep him? It was quite mixed, I think, Candy um, mm. on there. But Jokerez, this sounds really bad, not to take anything away from him, but he's, it, for me, the best way of summing him up is that he's brilliantly awful. <laughs> and wow. it, it, that's, that, that's for me, that's how I'd sum him up because he, he runs, like you say, into a bit like no man's land and then just does that. 
So, yeah. he, you know, he's clearly got a lot of talent and he's clearly got an eye for, for goals. Sometimes he just looks a bit lost, doesn't really know where to run, gets the ball sort of tied up in his feet a little bit, stumbles over it. And then, but then to do something like that, it was just absolutely incredible. And I think he's just, he's a player that needs needs time on the pitch. You know, he's he's come back, isn't he, off, off loan. Um, and he, he needs more more time on the pitch because you can see especially in recent weeks that he's been he's been a massive part of 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 all of the you know all of the points that we've secured um yeah and, and kudos to him yeah it's interesting what you said about that sort of debate about whether to keep him as well because mm. you know we're not blessed with loads of great strikers are we so mm. you know you think you've got your four strikers that you're going to have and we you know potentially backer might move on in the summer mm. and you think if you if it was a replacement for backer it's it's an improvement you'd probably say wouldn't you um so, yeah, you know, when you look at it like that, it's it's not a bad signing. But I think you know, that I don't... It, the thing is, is that a lot, you know, and a, a lot of people quickly forget about real life football and and revert to championship manager style yeah, football course. and and say, but he's not going to get us fifteen goals a season. But there's not that many strikers in in the championship that are going to get you. I think Tyler Walker's now our top goal scorer. Is he? Is that correct? Or is it? You know, Dave. Um, sorry be, um, it might be um, Godwin, Godwin to be honest yeah I thought I it's, thought uh, it's, Tyler's... Walker. it's Walker with seven and then yeah. Godwin with six yeah exactly six, so. but it just just goes to yeah. show with Godwin you know how many he's on and he's played a really small part of the season so it, I'm not sure that Jokeres of course he's not going to be that 15 goal a season but like you say we do need some and he's given us a real different dimension I think at, at, at the sort of latter part he's been a great impact sub for me I'm not yeah. sure he's he's the best I think he, he's better coming off the bench which is always a bit of a you know it's not, not a nice thing to say about a, a, a player because I don't think you know everyone wants to play every minute they can but he, he's definitely shown enough that I think depending on what the commercials are it wouldn't be a bad signing. It yeah, just depends. It's got to be commercially right for us. Um, yeah. But if it was, he wouldn't be a, you know, it wouldn't be a step backwards, put it that way. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that point about the sort of 15 goal a season striker, I think we already have that in Godden. 100%. He's, he's got 100%. that in him. And it was yeah. a full season, I, I really do believe he'd get that. Same. Um, I think Walker, with a year's experience under his belt, could do that as well. I do feel that. How do you feel, Andy? Um... Well, we're not going to have loads of money, are we? So we're not. No, exactly. How much is a fifteen-goal striker going to cost? So, Very expensive. Exactly. Or, exactly. or injured. It's yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not going to happen. Injury. It's not yeah. going to happen, is it? Yeah. So I'm quite happy with what we've got. I think as Godden, like you said, Tom, if he stays fit, definitely fifteen goals there. I think Walker can get ten and yeah. above. Yeah. If, if now he's got another season under his belt because he's, he's as we can know he can finish I think Max does a brilliant job off the bench and if you need him to come in I think he does a great job I think Max um, would be willing to do that squad yeah. player yeah, he would. And, you know having spoken yeah, to him and, and also seeing his interviews and mm. he would do that which is very rare I think you know it's yeah. a lot of players are going to be of course he wants to play as much as he can but he does seem not content but he seems you know he seems happy to to be a squad player and and help help the team and you need that because if you've got four strikers all chomping at the bit to start every single minute of every single game I just think that sometimes that can be a bit put a bit of pressure on the manager whereas I think Mark knows he's got a, a really good player in Max that is is a is a great clubman and you've got yeah. Vic, who, who's who's quite fairly young, isn't he? So he'll, he'll be looking to willing to learn his trade. Yeah, so I was trying to I understand how nice old mix. is he? How 20, old is yeah? Twenty two. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I mean, he puts himself about. He's a big lad, but yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I mean, no disrespect about brilliant awful. It's a joke, but you, you know, I just think he 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 again needs minutes because I think it's sometimes he just gets the ball stuck in under his feet and not sure what to do with it, but. You know the skill and, and the strength and yeah. and the shot is is there to to be seen, isn't it? And I think that you know that four is not a bad mix in my opinion, as long as they stay fit. Um, that's the issue, isn't it? Is you know if they can stay fit, I think that four is not a bad mix in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, you touched upon it earlier, Andy. Another good Ooh. save by Wilson late on, wasn't it? To deny Fletcher, albeit you know did go sort of straight at him, but he still had to be aware of it, didn't he? Great, so good save. Um, expect him to make it because it was straight at him, but it was good footwork working across. Um, really there, good yeah. footwork, exactly. yeah. Uh, and he yeah. got there. 
Um, expected Fletcher to score because he's really, really good in the air, as I alluded to earlier. However, the marking for this was shit. It really annoyed me, Tom. It was really poor. Mm. No one was marking Fletcher. And you think to yourself, well, Fletcher's, they should know that he's the, probably the best in the air in maybe the division, let alone the club. Mm. So no one was marking him at all. There was no one near him. So I was a bit disappointed with the marking. And, and that could have cost us. So I was a little bit annoyed by that. Yeah, certainly certainly could have later on. Um, in terms of man of the match, Andy, who would you go for? Cal O'Hare. Um, I thought, again, he was good. Um, obviously, he assisted the, the goal for Walker. Um, he made he had 77 touches, which was the best of our team. Uh, three dribbles successfully, which, was again, was the best. And he won four fouls as well. And you know how I like a who scored rating, don't you, Tom? 7.77. Yeah. I'd hate it if you didn't back it up with a who scored rating, Andy. Oh, I've always, I'll always will, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> Dave? <laughs> I'm going to go for Ben Wilson for, you know, when called into action a couple of times, he yeah. is, um, uh, you know, is at his very best and uh, saved almost a certain goal. Um, and even like you say, that one at the end, that could have been a bit different as well. So I think, you know, there was as good as goals and, and he saved us. And yeah, I thought he played really, really well and gets my man in the match. Yeah, and I think our our followers sort of generally agree with you, Dave. There were a few colour hairs in there, but the general consensus was was Wilson. Um, I'll just read a few out. Russ Moore said, got to be Wilson. If he hadn't saved that world, yeah, I think our heads could have dropped. So it, what, exactly what we were saying earlier on. Um, John Williams said, Matty James was outstanding, but it has to be the keeper. Some unbelievable saves. Um, Darren Tymon says, Wilson. Uh, Turin Duve, I think it is, uh, says Ben Wilson. He was superb tonight. Uh, Ian Sanderson says Wilson, man of the match. So, yeah, our followers were certainly pleased with, with Wilson's performance. Um, so, yeah, another another massive, massive win, Dave, to, to really all but secure safety. Yeah, unexpected, probably. Um, and I thought that... I wouldn't say Stoke looked like they're on holiday. It's just, it was a funny game, wasn't it? Back and forth and a massive three points and just just nice to take even that more pressure off. You know, we'd already secured the win, you know, the wins before and to go free, that was just, yeah, brilliant stuff. And, um, you know, all, all like you say, all but secured it and just remarkable really from, from when you look at a week prior, um, Incredible result and really good to just see him keep going to the final whistle. You know, it, it, we've struggled to score three, go- three goals in three games in some some this season. So to keep doing that and keep going and, and you know, to, you know, to use the song fight till the, the game is won was what they did. And it was, um, it was incredible to watch. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and talk about the Preston game. Sky Blues hosted Preston at St Andrews on Saturday. A foul to a 1-0 defeat in, let's face it, not a great game of football. But it did not matter, Dave, because Derby lost and the job was done. Yeah, an incredible, and we're going to, I'm sure, come on to it uh, towards the end of the podcast, but an incredible achievement by Mark Robbins. And, and like we've already said, all of the playing staff and the backroom staff. Um, it's been a monumental season, not just staying in the championship, but obviously agreeing um what we 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 hear are, are really good, agreeable terms um, for a move back to the city, and that's as important as, as securing champion safety. But they championship safety, but they they go hand in hand. I think it would have been a a shame to have have had League One football back at the Rico. Um, it feels like a really, you know, another really pivotal time. I think in in the uh, the club's history, um, yeah. and especially in the club's recent history. So um, yeah, I think another big another big milestone, isn't it? And, huge. Um, we won't spend hours on this game because let's face it, it wasn't great. But um, Andy, what were the match stats? It's quite interesting, the stats, Tom, if I'm being honest, because it was a bit back to tight, really, of what we've been doing before uh, the Rotherham game. Um, we had more possession than them, which was 60% possession. Um, and we had 349 passes compared to their 237. So we had a lot more possession than them. However, the same old story. We had 10 shots with 10% shot accuracy. So, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, it was keeping the ball nice, pretty football. But when we got in position, 
we didn't hit the target. And um, we've said that quite a lot. And that lack of cutting edge at times has, has been our downfall at times this season. So a bit revert back to type. Um, regarding the defensive situation, very similar. 74 duels won compared to their 64. So nothing really to report on the defensive side of things. But yeah, quite interesting in this type that we had more possession this time. Yeah, and there was a good chance of Biama in that first half, um, this time from a, a short throw. Um, but good work again from O'Hare, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, it was. Really, really good work. Um, Cal O'Hare's been great all season for me. I think he's been a standout player. Um, I think he's been absolutely outstanding what he contributes to the team going forward and also defensively as well. I think he's been brilliant. And yeah, he put it on a plate for Max. And the thing with Max, if he went with his studs, he would have scored. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. He went with the, the uh, insteps of his foot and it just rose and into the stand behind the goal. But if he would have gone with his studs, it would have gone in. The, it would have been a goal. So a little bit disappointing by that. And, he, 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 and to be honest, he'll be disappointed with that. He should have scored, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It wasn't a particularly inspiring first half, and you could almost sense that we, you know, we felt we got the job done, Dave. And I think something that Mark Robbins alluded to was that we were lacking a bit of energy, weren't we? Yeah, look, it's been a really, really busy period, um, and it it almost felt like after the performances that they've put in the last couple of weeks, it felt like they're on a bit of a, you know, a bit of a hangover, a bit of a you know a, a come down from the euphoria that was you know the the recent weeks, especially from from Stoke and and Rotherham. So I think that probably showed. I think there was a lot, a few tired legs out there, um, and but it just had that that air about it the game anyway it was there yeah. wasn't much chances no one could really get a, a solid foothold in it and um like I say I, I didn't think that it would have took much for either team to have of you know won it and and that's probably what it showed in the end yeah definitely what did you make of their penalty Andy which one well the one that they actually got <laughs> the one they actually got um both stonewallers yeah um I don't know how he got away with the first one but he did because um, that was a pen. And the second one, was, it was just called for it and Hyam left it for him, didn't he? Yeah. And um, it was just a mess, wasn't it? And um, yeah. I think the pitch, because the pitch was quite hard. I know that. Mm, and it it just, was, he, I think he just misjudged the bounce of the ball and he got himself in a real mess. And it was a penalty. And um, it was a bad bad call, bad judgment by Wilson. And uh, he'll take that on the chin. But no, not very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> one one positive from the game was obviously Dabo being back on the pitch and nice to see really because he's had a tough season hasn't he Dave with his injuries yeah definitely look he he's one player that <laughs> it's not going to matter as much that he's missed out quite a bit of this season I think a lot of the players coming up from the league one um, team needed experience in the championship I'd say he's probably someone that fits into the championship probably straight away anyway so um i don't think that's going to you know cause him too many issues when they you know when they start again next season and, and it's just a, a great chance now for him to get really really fit um yeah. and fully fit and you know he's got a couple of reoccurring injuries i know the back is is one isn't it and so let's just hope that he can get fully fully fit because i think he's probably one of our i think he's one of our prize assets at the club um and and I think he goes. He suits the championship so much. He you know yeah. he, he he's a class act, and that's why I'm not too concerned that he's not had loads of time this season because I think he's he's good enough to to slip straight into that standard, um, regardless of when he's ready to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy, were there any standout performances for you in that game? Um, Matty James, I thought he kept going. I thought his quality was there on show. I thought he had a decent game. Um, Cal O'Hare, flashes of quality, but not really, Tom. No one particularly stood out did that. Not, not particularly. It was just a dead game, weren't it? Yeah. It was just a complete end of season, everyone's on holiday kind of game. So, yeah, and because we spent, it's all that energy we spent up in those three big wins. We just didn't have anything left in the tank, did we, Tom? No, exactly. It makes you wonder what next week will be like or at Huddersfield. <laughs> You know, we're, just... we're, having a bo- we're having a boycott, so it's fine, mate. We won't be covering it. So yeah, it's fine. Worry about it. Probably yeah, come yeah. at a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dave, was there any any sort of standouts for you in that game? Again, probably the same. James um, yeah. always does enough to get a mention on the uh, man of the match section, and and Callow Hair likewise generally does enough to to be in contention as well. And I think both of them probably were the, were, were the best 
um, of of the bunch. Um, and on that, you know, I think next week we've got a, you know, that, that's that's give. Bakioka a run out. Let's give mm. Apples a run out. Let's give Jordan Thompson perhaps a run out if we can. I'm not saying that we want to go and get smashed. It's can't just Tom, uh, can't with Thompson, Dave. He's gone out on loan. Oh, of course he has. Sorry. Um, yeah, of course. Oh, you but, could bring um, him back for the afternoon. Yeah, well, maybe. unlikely, but yes. <laughs> you, you, you know, give some of those players, especially Eccles. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think would would I'd like to see him feature, um, and and even you know some more. You know that they played. I think. You know, I'm not sure if the 23s have played their last game. I know the 18s have, haven't they? Yeah. But I'm not sure if the 23s have played their last games. But regardless, you know, promote a few of them, the ones that you're interested in in keeping and know that they're going to bring through. Because just by that, minutes on a pitch will let them know that they're in Mark Robbins's mind for, you know, the next season. Um and it would be a nice, nice way for them to then go into the, the summer break, knowing that they're at a club where they're going to get some opportunities, perhaps the, the season after. Because you know we need it. We 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 need squad rotation. Mm. We need a big. If if this season's taught us anything, it's told us that we've been light in some positions. Yeah. Um, mm. And when January came round, we had to go. Um, luckily, we did, but we had to go and, and and dig deep really to to go and get get some more players and great business that we did but but perhaps we might have a few of them more lined up perhaps um at the start of the season unlucky with injuries and we could go into yeah. that but you, you know that squad depth is is really important so let's let's give it's not giving the kids a run out let's just tell tell the ones that are, are perhaps in mark robin's mind that give them some minutes so they they can look forward to the break knowing that they're going to be a you know playing a part the season after yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just wanted to talk a little bit about Mark Robbins' post-match interview. Um, so obviously it was uh, sort of widely shared around social media. Um, for anyone who didn't sort of see it or didn't see the sort of main quote from it, I'll just read that out. Um, he said, what we've achieved is nothing short of a miracle. It's absolutely huge. This is the biggest achievement I've had in my managerial career. So brilliant words there, aren't they, from, from Mark Robbins, Andy? Fantastic and absolutely on the money as well. Um I said at the start of the season and through the season that if he we managed to stay up, it it would be his biggest achievement, and um, it, it has been. He it's, he's come over so many hurdles this season. That there was obviously we didn't we finished playing Ipswich in yeah. March, you yeah. know. Then our first preseason game was Rangers, so there was months gap there. Yeah. Then you had to deal with all the COVID situation. Um, all the injuries we've had, all the players that are they championship standard or are they not championship standard? You know, he spent a little bit of money on Hamer and Walker, but not a great deal, probably the lowest budget in the division. And he's kept us in the division. Yeah, it's incredible. Just, just absolutely incredible by Mark Robbins. And he is our... Jimmy not been Hill. in the bottom three, you know, not been in the bottom three all season, all season. as much yeah. as we'd like to think we've, we've been skirting with it um, yeah. or flirting with it, yeah, whatever you want to say. Good point. We've not been in the, the bottom three all season. within a couple of points of it, really. I mean, yeah. not really. No, not really. No, and the way he he changed style as well, the, yeah. which really impressed me because I think initially he wanted to play the same style as what we did in League One. Yeah. And he and he soon realized that, especially at the business end of the season, that we couldn't do that. Yeah. We didn't have the players to play out from the back. The Twitter jury, wasn't it? I think again, we're out on his tactics. What is he tactically astute for the championship was what I was reading mid season. Um, yeah. Andy, weren't we? We, we, we were seeing that. Um, but you're absolutely spot on. Those those recent yeah. games, the way he, he changed his tactics to suit those different those different games was yeah. was was really really showed him as as the tactical manager that he can be. Absolutely, Dave. Absolutely spot on with the change of tactics and for us going more direct. Stop messing about so much at the back and playing two up top. That high on, line on, against on, that high line. Yeah, he, he got it absolutely spot on. And, and we are very, very lucky as a club to have him as a manager. Very lucky. Mm. Yeah, we certainly are. Um, I thought another th- interesting thing that I picked up from his interview was saying that, that this was a bigger achievement than winning League One. And I suppose for all those things you've just mentioned, Andy, it, you know, when things are going well and you're going to sort of win a league, maybe it is a bit easier. And like you say, all those sort of setbacks we've had, it's it definitely is a, is a harder sort of thing to achieve, isn't it? It's the standard, Tom. League One could standard compared to the championship is night and day. 
the yeah. leap between League One and, and the Championship is near enough as big a leap as the Championship to the Premier League. So yeah. Yeah. it's just absolutely huge in standard, in wages, in budgets. And that's the difference. And the standard and the way that the players have gradually, gradually, gradually not been an easy watch at times, has it, lads? <laughs> um, have gradually warmed to the league. It's It's been brilliant. And, and credit to Mark Robbins, but also credit to the players. They're, they deserve the credit more, probably more, because they've had to do it on the pitch. And um, they've been excellent and they've adjusted to the uh, championship from League One brilliantly. Yeah. And Dave, how tough do you think this summer transfer window is going to be? Because... You know, we've talked a lot on the podcast and the lives about this year just being about scraping survival. And obviously, we, you know, our, our squad was was good enough just to do that. But in our next phase of progression, you know, it's it's quite a tough one, isn't it? We've got to add a lot of quality. And if we want to establish ourselves, it's yeah, it's gonna be a big window, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a shark infested mess with <laughs> agents, you know. But what what Andy mentioned there about the fact that you know, we've stayed up this season and, and Mark Robbins has kept us up. And when we look at it, this weekend could have gone a little bit better. But hopefully when we look at it, we'll be, you know, a couple of positions off. And I think that makes us more attractive in the summer than we we looked this summer. You know, most people joining would have been thinking, I'm joining a team that possibly likely next season are going to be in League One. You know, do I want to commit to a two, three year contract at a club that albeit they're going into the championship this year, but unlikely to be staying there. You know, because I think if you had to have looked at teams that were going to go down, we would would have been on, uh, you know, most people's lips. Um, so I think we, we're a lot more attractive than we were, you know, going into the championship this season. Um, so it, it's going to be a huge, huge window. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the budget is going to be there, uh, but definitely from an attractive point of view, We've gone back to the Rico, um, you know, possibly financially, um, we're going to be in a, a bit of a better position. You know, there's, there's an argument to know whether COVID's actually helped us, um, but also it's going to be difficult to challenge with those other teams that I think with fans back in the ground and, and extra revenues for a lot of these championship sides, yeah. that they will put their hands in their pocket uh, possibly more than they, they maybe did this season um, with knowing that incomes are going to uh, change and, and, and probably be a little bit more healthier. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be really, really difficult and he's going to really need um, the team that he's, he, you know, that he's got um, Chris Badlin and, and, and the rest that have done a superb job this season, um, but they're going to have to do, go out and do it all again, um, yeah. you know, wow. this summer. Because yeah. um, you, there's definitely a, a few things that still need to change, um, and we definitely need a little bit more experience uh, in there. But but I think it, you know, we're a lot more attractive than we were last season. I think that's really important. You know, budget aside, we we I think we can attract a, a better quality of player than we perhaps could off going into the championship this season. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, as we've heard, you know, from a lot, a lot of conversations, the the targets obviously set quite well in advance. And I imagine there's probably a, a whole load of players that they're targeting in the summer already. Um, but Dave, who would, you know, what positions would be top of your list? Centre-back. Centre-back. Yeah, would be yeah. my, would be my yeah. top, top priority. Okay. Um, that's obviously on the basis that I, I think we will and hope we will um, keep Matty James, but um, actually going out to the market is a, is a centre back, and that's that's nothing against the lads that we've got now. I just think that what what we did see is when Fads really stepped up and and led that line in those last three games like a leader, and he was on everyone. He was he, he kept everyone up to their work. He made sure everyone was in line. He made sure everyone moved at the right times. But we need that week in week out, and of course, you know, Ostergaard going is going to is going to go out um and he's been a massive player for us this season um especially defensively and we're going to have to replace that with with a, a very similar quality um and that's going to be difficult to do but i just think defensively i think this season at times we've let ourselves down a little bit we've not been you know attacking prowess hasn't been amazing but i think we've given games away that could have been a point 
that have been losses um, or wins that have turned into draws or even losses. And that's generally been just because of maybe a bit of experience, but just not having that solid, solid defensive um, partnerships. And I think that's something that we will need to address. And that's taken nothing away from from the lads this season, but I do think it's, uh, you know, um, I think defensively we need to have a really, really strong mm. centre-back that can can lead that line. Yeah. Andy, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with Dave. Um, I think we do need a centre-back, uh, well, maybe a few. And I also think the left-back situation is an issue. If, if McCallum doesn't return, we've got no left-back, left-wing-back. Yeah. So that's an issue as well. So definitely centre-back and a definitely left-wing-back would be my top of my list. Um, we have to retain James. We have to try and get Kelly signed as a new contract as well, in my opinion, um, because I don't think we'll be seeing Ben Sheaf again at the club. I don't think we'll be able to see him again. So, yeah, definitely um, centre-back and, and the, the left-wing-back situation. I think they're the main areas that we need to look at. Um, but don't be surprised if, if Mark Robbins makes some big calls this summer regarding certain people that are very what shall I say, have been with us for a while and that go because he has, well, yes, um, he's one, maybe Kelly, maybe McFadzine. I tell Backer definitely because Robbins is all about progression and he has no sentiment. He's quite ruthless, isn't he? He's very ruthless and he has no sentiment. So if he, if he thinks that the player's not up to it, he'll get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, I remember it from the, I think it was when we got promoted from the from League Two, and he was quite ruthless then, wasn't he, in getting a, a new team in? He was. When what I think happened? It's probably to the most signings he made in a summer, actually that that summer. When what happened to Michael Doyle? Yeah, got rid yeah. of him halfway through a season. Yeah. So yeah, if he doesn't think he's doing it and he's not playing well, and he thinks that we can progress with other players, he will get rid of them, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's going to be an interesting summer, isn't it, regarding that? Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, Ross and Matt were obviously discussing it on the live. Um, the two they were really talking a lot about was was Matty James, obviously, as we've mentioned, and also a lot of talk about Ostergaard as well. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if we can keep both of them, but if we could, that would be a real sign of intent, wouldn't it, Andy? If we get... I'd be happy with Jay. I, I don't think Ostergaard... I'm with Dave on this. I can't see Ostergaard coming. Another loan, though, possibly? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I don't know. We don't know what Brighton are doing with him, do we? Um, are they going to give him an extension or not? We don't know what's going to happen on that yeah. situation. Um, it, but to I, me, it looks ha- like he might be. I think he might move on from Brighton. Um, I would if I was him. But then, the only, the only then? thing I well, this is the thing. The only thing I would say is is his post match interview, um, mm. and that was really interesting. And his tweet and his tweet and that was really really interesting um and it's just a money thing you know it's whether it's whether i'm sure they're working on it and it's whether whether they can but i can't see it happening personally um i also think he's quite an attractive you know uh buy for quite a lot of championship teams to be honest Possibly, um yeah. and i think with probably slightly bigger budgets and well, not slightly. They're all going to have bigger yeah. budgets, pretty much. So, I, I just think that money talks, doesn't it? And and unfortunately, who can blame them? You know, it's a short career, and um, of course. But I think it, you know, if he, I think if he stayed at Brighton, we might have a chance of getting him back on loan. Possibly that might be our best bet of him playing for us mm-hmm. next season. Um, I think we've got quite used to over the years, especially in League One, where we'd have a, a season of a good player, and then obviously we wouldn't go up. And then they they deserve that chance in the championship. I'm not sure he's ready for the Premier League yet. No. Um, so if he stayed at Brighton and they want to send him out to the championship again, a bit like the McCallum situation, you know, why not just to send him back to Coventry? Better do. Um, no, yeah. So that possibly could work to our advantage if he get, gets let go. Like you say, there's there's a whole raft of teams who can afford to pay whatever it is. Also, though, so he, he he would know that. And he has stated that he wants to play first team football. So mm. he knows that he's going to get that at Coventry. Yeah, of course. A bit like yeah, Callum but... O'Hare last season. Yeah. He left Villa. I agree. Yeah. So... It's just a money thing, isn't it? Can mm. can we get yeah, the money true. right? That's true. all it is. And sadly, if we're up against a couple of teams. Um, but to know... Brighton, I mean, Brighton might keep him. I mean, 
you know, they've they've brought through some brilliant centre backs, haven't they? Like, mm. you know, Duncan, there's Ben White yeah. as well, who've well ben definitely White, Ben White yeah. obviously had his loan spell at Leeds and did brilliantly Ooh. well. Um I don't know whether that works to our disadvantage because they've got too many, but they seem to like bringing those players through. That they don't sign them, they bring them through. So I don't know. It's more where, for me. It for, for me. It feels like I don't because he he was he was going, due to have contract talks, wasn't he? And he hasn't he hadn't signed a new contract, and that's what I'm thinking. Whether he's trying to force a permanent move of some sort, and um, even if he even if he then thinks that's away from the Premier League, maybe he's you know maybe he's got you know enough confidence in his own ability that he'll make it regardless if he has to take a step back to go to go forward um mm. who knows but it, it certainly seems like he's he he seems ready to leave brighton from what from what i've kind of read and what i've seen but um i don't know we'll have to find out in the summer won't we it's mm. uh, it's an interesting one yeah it certainly is and Andy, you just mentioned a few names there on the possibly the outgoing list. Um, Dave, wh- wh- who do you think might be leaving the club in the summer? Yeah, I think Andy was pretty much right. I, I think Shipley will go. I think Jamie Allen will probably go. Interesting um, one, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, forgot about him for a second. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, I think Ben Sheaf. I don't think his deal will turn into a permanent one. Um, Bakayoko. As much as you need squad players, I think he would probably look to probably look to youth rather than you, you know for this squad rotation makeup rather than 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 that. Um, and I think Max has, I think Max has done such a job this season that um, and you know again going in he'll hope that Godden stays fit. He's got Walker, so he probably only needs one one more um, and. I can I can see Backer going. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Morosi. I don't know his contract status. Um, Interesting one, yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be surprised to see Morosi. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of goalkeeper chat as well, on. hasn't there, over the last few weeks? And obviously, it's been a strange one, really, because we obviously Morosi was unborn at the start of the season. Wilson's probably played the majority of the games by now. He must have mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how many so, changes is he actually going to make? I mean, I don't know, eight. Eight players or so, you know. What's the turnover? Yeah, I would have thought so. You're probably yeah. looking at, you know, between six is, yeah. and eight players, something like that. So, yeah, you know, Alan Shipley, um, Backer, um, he would have already accounted for the fact that McCallum's going back, uh, and Ostergaard's probably going as well. Um, so I think you've outside of those two, I think you've still got six, seven, even eight that that will go. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think Rose will. Will leave. I think. Um, I think Rose has done enough this season, especially with with injuries, enough to show that he he can play at this level. Yeah. Um, uh, and same with with Dom. Um, but d- definitely, I think Shipley and and Allen would probably be players that I think will will leave from that middle middle of the park. Mm. And um, just moving on a little bit, there's another update from the club over the weekend around the sort of memberships that they'd sold out. Um, 8,000 sold it's a fantastic effort isn't it Andy considering the circumstances brilliant yeah considering like uh, people with COVID and being made redundant and you know the whole fear of the economy yeah fantastic and it just shows the support base we've got as a, as a club doesn't it Tom um, mm-hmm. we've got a great fan base and um, I can only see why wouldn't you as a fan tap into it you know why yeah. wouldn't you want to go and see Robbins' side play at the Rico I, you know, I can't wait for next season to get down and seeing a few games because it's it's the, the the club's going forward. It's going places, and why wouldn't you want to be part of that journey? Yeah, it's it's such a different sort of time, isn't it? To when we were last, well, definitely since we were last at the Rico, but even since we were last in the Championship, because mm. we're definitely on a downward trajectory then, weren't we? And it was very miserable place. There was a lot, you know, a lot of hate towards the owners and stuff like that. But you know, there's there's not many things to be negative about nowadays, is there, really, Andy? Not really. Um, I don't think so. Just the odd, you know, the odd loss or the odd, you know, oh, bit Tyler of Walker. defending. But that's Tyler, Walker's, Tyler Walker can't hit a uh, <laughs> cow's backside. Yeah. Apart from that, yeah, to moan about. No, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, mate, no, I think it's all positive. Um, 
you know, Dave Body's done a great job as well. Yeah, um, getting, getting us back at the Rico. Um, his role at the club is, can't be underestimated as well. Um, it's all positive and, you know, I can't wait for next season. I can't wait for the kit launch. I can't wait for the team photo. I can't wait for everything next season. And, uh, yeah, really excited, Tom. Happy, uh, happy days. Yeah, absolutely. And assuming everything is back to normal in terms of COVID, Dave, what sort of crowds do you think we can expect next year? Well, um, you know, I don't want to have a little moan. I think Coventry, sadly, is probably, I think we've underachieved in terms of gates and, and crowds, um, you know, it, over the years, you know, think, even thinking back to Highfield Road days. But the the, the value in this this membership at, at 13 pounds a game and i know there's there's extras and i know people have got to park and they've got to you know drive to the game and they've got to buy some food and whatever but you think about what you know people consume on a weekly basis of 13 pound you know you're talking about fast food takeaways or you know a cup of a round of drinks cigarettes <laughs> you, you know it, it, <laughs> you only have to really compare 13 pound for championship football back at the rico we should be there in our absolute droves because we need it. The, the, one thing that the Rico has, has struggled to be is a is a fortress, isn't it? At times, um, and and it's also struggled to sometimes generate occur. You know the atmosphere that that perhaps I think we used to think we had at Highfield Road, but I don't think we we always did. Um, but I think that's what we've got to do. The, the, the community and the city have got to come back now and be proud of of the club that they've got in Coventry because it's the best time that this club's you know this the club is going through its best period I think in history for Mm -hmm. a long long time and we've got to get back there and we've got to support them because the only thing that's going to help this club grow is more revenues, which, you know, and then again, I know it's difficult people with, with COVID and all of that, there's been people in job losses and I know there's more to it, but this is the time that we've got to really, you know, take the, take it and, and run with it because I think, you know, we've established ourselves this season in the championship. We've, you know, everything is so positive. We're back at the Rico, the, the, the club financially and commercially, sorry, is in such a good state. I mean, the shirts that we've done this season yeah. and the last few seasons, they've never been better. They've outsold year on year, which shows, you know, all of those things are really important. They're, they're, they're revenues and finances that you just forget about. We talk about these new agreeable uh, and better commercial terms that we've got for food, drink, parking, uh, and what have you at the Rico. Again, absolutely going to be monumental because when we go to the transfer window this summer, those forecasts and projections of what, you know, of the season tickets that we sell, that's what's going to drive the club sitting up and going, I think it's willing to spend a little bit more. Let's yeah. get into the kitty a bit more because we know that we've got that, those revenues coming back. And, you know, I think it would be, it would be great. I think it will probably be around average out at about the 15, 16 K mark, but I, I think which that's not bad, really. Is no, it? which isn't bad, and and that's what it. But it, it should be more. It, you know, yeah, it should yeah, be eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It should be eighteen, really. Um, it, in my opinion. Um, but you know, I think you know, fifteen, sixteen is probably what I expect if 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 they're allowed. But it to me, it should be eighteen, nineteen should be the average gate. Um, yeah. And 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 that's what we've got to try and do. Um, yeah, and how great day. is it for for the surrounding area as well to get mm. that to get that income, get them revenues back? You know, it's been a tough, tough time for everyone, but especially businesses that have been around the Rico and around the city centre. Let's let's be proud of our city and let's inject the money into it that that you know we need to, because everyone, and I mean everyone in that city, if they do make the Premiership again, will all reap the rewards from it. Yeah. Because I tell you, when a club is in a Premiership, even Championships going to see a lot more fans come the other way. But if a club's in a Premiership, you know we we we've heard, haven't we? We on the price of football, they talk about Blackburn and areas like that that were thriving. Middlesbrough, when they're in the Premiership, are absolutely thriving. They they see that decline and drop off when they they drop down the leagues. Um, and that's what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. Just talking about that that support thing. I think if you look at some of the clubs that have been in our position down in League One. If you think about teams like Norwich, Wolves, Sheffield United, there's one common theme running through them. They've all been supported fantastically. 
you know, yeah. in League One, in the Championship, and obviously in the Premier League. Um, you know, it it definitely definitely helps. I know the landscape's changing in terms of finances, but yeah, you know, if you can, yeah, selling- make make no crooks about it. It's been a very difficult time to be a Coventry City supporter, and I I feel as desperate for everyone else when we we were moved to grounds outside the city, ex, you know, extra travel, all, all of that. But what a chance now we've got to to show um, that that we're proud of of the club and and what they've done, and yeah. uh, uh, and back it and get behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of if if we could pick a dream first game back at the Rico, Andy, who would you want? Um, someone local, someone like Forrest at home for the Rico, um, with their bigger way following. Um, local derby. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, Tom? I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, I'll do. What about you, Dave? You know, I think the team, it sounds like it doesn't really matter. I think it's gonna be an absolutely amazing occasion. I, I for one, can't wait for it. It's going to be a sea of sky blue. It will be. Ooh. It will be. It is going to be absolutely electric. It's going to feel like the, the time when we first went against QPR. Um, you know, it's going to feel like when we left Highfield Road, I think. Going back, I think we're going to see banners, signs, flags, balloons. I think it's going to be a really, really fantastic, you know, a really fantastic event. And I think that the club's got to do as much as they can on that first, you know, that first one when clearly the gate, if allowed, is going to be high. You know, it's probably going to be mid-20s, probably, Mm. I would say, because because it is. It's the first game back um, and they've got to do something on that match day. They've got to do they've got to change that match day experience enough to get people to want to come back um i'm not sure we always done that um in recent years and like you say it was a bit negative from from the owners it was but we're in a very difficult different situation sorry not difficult different than than perhaps we were and i I don't think it matters about the fixture but i think it's going to be an absolute incredible day and i would just urge as many people to get themselves up there and enjoy it because it's been a long time coming and it's uh nothing short of what the people of Coventry deserve Mm. birmingham would do wouldn't it birmingham at home yeah take that that'd be a good one yeah (laughs) That'd be Definitely. a good one. Um, that's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks very much, chats, for joining me as always. And listeners, do check out our partners, Shortland Horn, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, if you would like to get involved in the conversation on anything we've discussed in the show, just make sure you use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.